Welcome to another edition of the Oscar Central Podcast. My name is Jacob and I'm your host. Uh, today we are going over all of the precursors, uh, the industry nominations so far, trying to get a checkpoint or a state of the race of how what's coming up for the Oscar season. Um, we have Adriano and Anna back for today from the OC panel. How are you guys? Absolutely phenomenal. Sweet. Good. Um, but then we also have some amazing guests. Amanda from Candid Cinema. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for this. And the Oscar expert, Cole, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm on the Oscar Central podcast, so who could not be stoked? Exactly. Um, and I guess I'll start with you. Um, I know it's getting to the end of the year, and I know everyone here is scrambling to catch up with everything um so i was just wondering kind of what are some of the movies that you are in catch-up mode right now trying to get done before um either voting or just end of the year top 10 list anything like that uh my list is not that extensive i might want to watch some of the documentaries i haven't seen argentina 1985 and that one's looking kind of good right now. Um, I don't know. I might. I'm. I'm kind of like thinking I might have to focus on rewatching things because I don't know. I, and I'm also kind of looking for like if if there are some hidden gems that maybe I missed. I I haven't gotten to see Joyland, but that that has like problems because it got like banned and stuff. So I might have to wait till Sundance anyway. Yeah, but at least it is coming to Sundance, so you could yeah. always see it there and see it on the big screen. Absolutely um amanda what about you what are some things you're trying to catch up on yeah i'm I'm kind of the same i mean documentaries and then the international films um i have babylon next week so that i'm really happy to kind of like squeeze in and then puss in boots on my oh no not thumbs down god <laughs> yeah puss in yeah. boots is not thumbs down <laughs> okay good because i'm really excited for that it's, one it's um, many thumbs up actually yeah. yeah, I'm so excited for that. And, uh, you know, I have Decision to Leave and Marcel the Shell like, is like one that I'd missed this year, too. So I'm trying to catch up on that stuff. Okay. Um, Adriano, what about you? Uh, similar camp. It's mainly just catching up on international features and like documentaries of like most of the movies that I've seen. I've seen twice except for Babylon. Um, I'm seeing Puss in Boots again on Monday, so that's uh, I'm excited for that. Um, you know, but also you know, I, similar. I, I saw I've been watching RRR and like EO recently, so I've been catching up on a lot of those. I want to catch up on Argentina 1985 and Close, and you know those kind of stuff. And also, I really want to watch Navalny. I've heard really good things about that. And I also haven't seen All the Beauty and the Bloodshed yet. So I might catch that before Puss in Boots on Monday. Uh, Anna, what about you? Now that you're back and you can watch things. Absolutely. I actually, there was a screening while I was gone of White Noise in some like tiny little theater um, in English, which was great. And so I went and I checked that out. Um, Pinocchio, EO. Um, I okay. I watched Amsterdam. I had a screener and I was too curious and I just watched it. But we'll move on from that. Um, I saw Banshees. I need to see all the beauty and the bloodshed. I need to catch up on documentaries. Um, and Puss in Boots made me very emotional. Um, which I was not expecting. So <laughs> it was a surprise. Um, for me, uh, 
I guess recently I watched Nanny, which was good. I liked it. Um, I saw Puss in Boots, which it's funny how like almost beat for beat that follows the Pinocchio like storyline <laughs> very closely. <laughs> um, I watched Triple R, which was insane. I started it at like 11 p.m. one night and I was like, okay, I'll probably watch like half of it and then finish it the next day and i just like finished the whole thing um absolutely loved it that one actually made its way into my top 10 and recently i watched the the next best actor winner tom hanks in a man called auto um which uh it is charming at points but i really can't say too much more about it um but other than that, I everyone's going to groan and moan and get mad at me. I still need to see Tar, um, which I'm going to try to either today or sometime this week. My, that might be my Christmas Day movie. Um, and yeah, uh, just a lot of the internationals, EO, Close, All the Beauty. Um, those are ones I'm really wanting to get, uh, get to. Um, but moving on to that into what the main show is going to be about. Uh, we're going over the awards and kind of what awards have come so far. Um, we will just go over kind of the big awards. Um, and then if there's anything that you guys know of that want to talk about from the below the line, um, we can talk about that. Uh, but for original screenplay right now, the Banshees of Inishirin has 11 wins. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once has five. And Tar has two. And those are really the only three that have gotten major original screenplay critic nomination or critic wins. Um, is there anything surprising from these? Anything that you guys think will stay or change? Or um, what do you guys think? I guess I'll start with I'll start with Cole. What do you think? Um, I mean, it definitely seems like this is going to be the race. It's going to be, be between these two. Unless, like, Fablemans has a crazy surge, which there's not, like, a lot of reason to think at the moment. Um, I know that, like, looking at the screenplay wins for Banshees, it's like, damn, you know, it's winning. It's it's winning screenplay often in even places where, like, you know, they're giving it to everything, everywhere in picture. And, you know, it, it's it'll be it'll be like pretty competitive between the two. Um but it, I also think back to last year when, like, Power of the Dog was winning all the screenplay awards and then it went to Coda and it was like, oh, so, you know, the, you can only, you know, and, and Belfast won the original. So, mm -hmm. like, those weren't were not out front. But the, the Banshee's love in screenplay is really strong and it makes sense because it has, like, pretty much everything you want in a script. Like, the dialogue's insane. And the character building is great. Um, I don't know. I don't know what commentary I could I I, I should apply to that. But um, I guess there I guess there's there's a question that I didn't have before, which is like, is there a world where everything everywhere wins picture, but Banshee still takes screenplay? Yeah, I I agree. Um, and I think you know Fableman's resurgence can come. Um. 
I don't see it happening right now because the Banshees is so strong. But yeah, everything everywhere all at once is right behind, and it's been picking up a lot of the more recent um, screenplay wins as well. Um, anyone else have anything about original screenplay they want to get out real quick? I mean, I know it's not realistic, but the menu would be really fun to be seen celebrated a little bit. I don't um, think that's unrealistic. <laughs> I hope it yeah, happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, in comparison to what it what it's up against, um, and also I mean, not in terms of leave, a win, but like nomination. Yeah, yeah, in terms of a win, yeah. Um, and decision to leave too was one of my favorites of the year, and um, I think that screenplay is absolutely insane, and it would be cool to see that celebrated a bit as well. But yeah. Um. Moving quickly through these, because I want to get to the industries. Um, best Adapted Screenplay, we have Women Talking with three, um, After Yang with one, All Quiet with one, Bones and All with one, Glass Onion with one, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on with one as well. Um, so it seems like this is a much more wide open race. Um, and... I guess I'll start with Adriano. What is your take on the adapted screenplay race right now? Um, <laughs> I mean, that was just, that was completely spread eagle man time. Everything you just said. Um, yeah. Like, honestly, I think women talk, I mean, you know, obviously women talking is in the lead, even though it didn't take direct hits, like in the past couple of weeks. I think it's the fact that it's still showing extreme, like it's extremely strong in screenplay is definitely very telling that like we shouldn't be nervous about that movie, you know, missing picture or anything. Um, but I think, you know, it's like who else is going to win screenplay at this rate? You know what I mean? Like it's pretty, you know, like it, I maybe if I believed that it was stronger that the whale could have taken it, but clearly it's not. Um, so like, you know what it's pretty clear who's gonna who's gonna win like i I don't want to call it the race obviously but like i don't I, i'm struggling to see who's in second place and based on who, what you just said there's no clear basically eight movies are tied for second is basically what you just said yeah well the movie that i thought was in second hasn't even shown up anywhere which i thought was she said but that's been yeah getting lower and lower um by the week um but yeah, anyone else have anything for adapted screenplay? I mean, I really want women talking to win because if Polly misses director, like that's the only, like I kind of want her to win something for that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, considering what happened at the Golden Globes with the best director nominations. Um, I think that adapted screenplay is her best bet at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um going on to supporting actor, which has been a one man race and then like there's a 0.5 behind um ki hai kwan has won 14 uh supporting actor uh awards which i think is the most of any um most of anyone and then brendan gleason has two uh which is nbr and nifco um amanda anything on supporting actor is it pretty much locked up you think yeah, I think it's locked up. As much as I love Brendan Gleeson, I, I watched Banshees again uh, the other night. I thought he was fantastic, but it's it's a lock, I think. With all those like wins already, like it's a lock. Um, anyone else? Anything real quick? I just can't yeah. wait to see him win. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I agree. It's going to feel so good. Um, and then this might be one of the more interesting races, Best Supporting Actress. So right now, um, never would have expected this. Carrie Condon has five, which, I mean, I would have expected that. Janelle Monet is second with four. Um, and then Kiki Palmer is third with two. Uh, Hong Chao has Nifko. Dolly De Leon has Lafka. Um, and Stephanie Hsu has um, Utah. Um, I guess for me, seeing Janelle Monet continue to pick up wins is not only positive for her, which is something that I felt would happen all year. Um, I think it's also positive for the film as a Best Picture nominee um, to get, you know, above the line nominations uh, could really help. But then, you know, Kiki Palmer, I don't think it's ever going to form into a nomination, but getting wins so far is at least really impressive. Um, and Nope is having a small resurgence that is showing up on a lot of top 10 lists. It's showing up in cinematography and score and all these other different places. And um, so to see Kiki Palmer start to get this love is really cool, I think. Uh, does anyone else have anything? Uh, I think it's validating that Carrie, because I, I was on the Carrie Condon mm -hmm. train ever since the Michelle Williams move. And I think now even looking at like, I know we're going to get to the major stuff a little later, but like the fact that like, she's like one of the only consistents is like very telling for uh, how this season's going to go for her. And I, I, I also think it's interesting and something has to be said about that. There's been no, um, women talking like not like wins um which you you know you think you'd get a jesse buckley here a claire four here maybe a judith ivy like here in like some places but um they've been almost completely left out and as we will talk about in the industry they've been kind of left out of the industry ones as well um yeah. so yeah it's like you said it's validating for carrie condon but what what were you gonna say i'm not i'm not entirely shocked they're not winning anything i'll be honest i'm not entirely because i remember watching that and being like oh i think they'll get nominated but like i don't see a win for these because i think like i think a part of it is like how do you single just one out i mean mm -hmm. we have been singling out just foy and buckley this whole time mm -hmm. but like even between those two there's no distinctly obvious better one you know what i mean like they're not distinctly better than the other you know, you can be like, oh, oh I like Buckley the best. Oh, uh, my favorite was four. He's like, sure, but like that, uh, someone else has a completely different opinion of you. Like someone might think Rooney Mara is the best. Like that's yeah. kind of the issue yeah. with these ensemble kind of movies where it's like you don't have like a Sacha Baron Cohen in Chicago 7 where that's the obvious standout. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of an issue that these, that women talking is kind of dealing with right now, unfortunately. Um, And then moving on to best actor, Colin Farrell has 12 wins right now. Brendan Fraser is right behind with three. Um, and then Bill Nighy has one for Lafka. Um, Adriano, what do you think about this? I think Colin Farrell is going to just keep on collecting critic awards and then people are going to be beyond shocked when he only wins Globe musical of the televised mm. stuff. Um, yeah, about very expected, honestly. I, you know, I, 
I'm not I'm not shocked that Austin Butler's not winning anything. That's not shocking. I'm not shocked that Frazier's not crushing the critic groups. That's not, you know, this is going about as planned, honestly. My my thing with this, um, and we'll talk about it later, is like you said, when it comes to Golden Globes, um and having that initial exposure could help Colin Farrell way more. Um but does anyone else have anything about the critics, best actors? Um, uh, I, I do think Colin Farrell kind of comes down to BAFTA, like whether or not he can win. I mean, let's um, see if he gets nominated first. You know what I mean? Like with that group, he, he never, yeah, like he, I know. With, with No, he'll get nominated with them. You don't know always, that with this organization. Do like, they'll, they'll do like at minimum the one that like critics really, really like. Like and and they have three I, I mean, now. Now it's like the people choose the ba- the the BAFTA Academy chooses three, and then the the jury chooses three. And I feel like both of those groups would put him in their top three. Look, I'm willing to bet that he will, but like, I, you know, with this group, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never gonna like predict something based on what I think BAFTA is gonna do until the nominations come out. That that's my yeah, thing nowadays. But, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think Austin Butler, like, he's just gonna. We're just gonna have to wait till like globe and sag to see yeah. how he wins and yeah. he might Brent yeah but, but like unless okay. unless that movie does some things like in terms of i don't know bo- like it's it's box office run with the public and like people get real like freaked out about it like i don't think i i feel like i'm a little bit done on saying that he can win oh i think he hey, wins i don't yeah, he think he's gonna win. do I don't think he can, and I don't think many best actors can do a uh, Jessica Chastain where the film only wins makeup and an acting award and isn't anywhere else, which I, at this point, I don't see The Whale being many other places other than Brendan Fraser and the makeup. Um, You know, I mean, you've got supporting actress, but Hong Chao has been missing a lot of places. um, And she's like becoming more and more um you know down the line so i just i keep thinking of where is the whale actually going to get in and then you have to go back to we haven't had a best actor since um crazy heart guy uh big lebowski yeah uh we -hmm. haven't had a best actor win that wasn't a um that wasn't a best picture nominee since you know jeff bridges and that was more you know, his win was much more of like a legacy kind of award, which I know Brendan Fraser has that comeback narrative to him, but I wonder if the comeback narrative is going to shift to Kihai Kwan, who is winning critic awards and Brendan isn't. Um, but moving on to Key's acting mate, uh, Michelle Yeoh has eight wins. And she's right behind Kate Blanchett with nine. And then you've also got Danielle Deadweiler has one. Um, and then that's pretty much it. So let's see. Anna, what do you think of the best actress race right now? I So I just caught up with Till like a handful of days ago. And I was absolutely floored by Deadweiler. Like that is, <clears throat> excuse me. Her performance was absolutely phenomenal. Um, this is a, a really hard race. Um, Kate Blanchett, Jacob, I can't wait for you to watch Tar because it's absolutely unreal as well. Um, 
This is hard. Um, Michelle is a favorite, and I really think a lot of people want to see her pull through. They think she deserves it. Um, I don't know. Then there's still like Viola Davis. I think the Michelle Williams thing was was a big um, mishap mm -hmm. um, because she nobody's talking about her anymore. Even Olivia Coleman, um, Jennifer Lawrence. Not even Zoe Kazan because nobody's talking about she said as well. But um, it definitely is between those three, and it's it's going to be so hard. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I agree. I I think it's surprising that Deb Waller. Well, it is, and it isn't surprising that she hasn't picked up more. Um, mm -hmm. And I think with a lot of these industry misses, that could be kind of detrimental to her, but. Having it be Kate versus Michelle, um, you know, I kept saying that we're not going to have three A24 acting wins. Um, but since Brendan Fraser is looking not less and less likely, but since he's falling down a little bit, um, I think that could open up a, a world where Michelle is more likely to win um, Best Actress alongside Kia Kwan for Supporting Actor. Um and then moving on to another Everything Everywhere All at Once pair, the Daniels currently lead with 10 critics wins. Um, Todd Field is first behind with two. And then Charlotte Wells has two. Park Chan-wook has one. Um, let's see. Luca has one. Mark McDonough has one. S.S. Rajamuli has one. And Steven Spielberg has one as well. Um, so I'll go back to Cole. What's your take on the critics' best director race right now? About to get carried away with this. This is this is like bad for like I was like predicting everything everywhere for a long time and like picture supporting actor screenplay and I was like let's go and now it's like do I do I really want to predict it in like actress and director right now like because movies don't win that many Oscars anymore and I mean maybe like. The fact that it's like sweeping director and that the places that are giving it to like Banshees in picture are giving Daniel's director. Mm -hmm. Like I I think that they might I think they're like in it to win it. And I don't know if like I'm gonna say that they're going to, but like they have a they have a good shot of winning at this point. Like because if everything everywhere does win best picture, I'm not saying it's a certainty. Um like with, with this with with this dedication to giving Daniels awards and director like how would how would that not go along with the best picture win is something I'm starting to believe would be difficult um and things can go a number of ways but the the whole narrative for Spielberg is like sort of weird and like doesn't usually result in the director winner like like a guy who already has three Oscars and is a legend like mm -hmm. winning you know because because it's been you know over 20 years since we gave him the last one like it's it doesn't usually happen like that and i don't know like i i'm i'm thinking about putting daniels at number one because of this this is this is just this is just it's getting that it's getting it's getting heated for yeah me. adriano i feel like you're about to say something yeah i do i i i mean like 
I, I mean, Fablemans was always destined to do better at the major stuff. But at the same time, Spielberg just kind of steamrolling unopposed always felt very wrong to me. They just felt incorrect. And I'm not saying he, he can't win anymore, but like he is starting to give me major like Scorsese Irishman kind of vibes where people were kind of predicting him to win for the longest time. And it just kind of started to feel really wrong. And it's kind of like when you really think about it, Fableman is kind of an untraditional directing win. Not that everything ever wants is a traditional director win, but like there's a lot more flair and style to that movie. So I think the fact that they're doing this well, the fact that like they're even and that they're picking up nominations too, I like the majors and stuff. Like I think it's very telling that 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 could like very much happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm I I was always under the impression that the Fablemans would be a screenplay more than a director just because you know Spielberg wrote it it would still be a way to honor Spielberg and Tony Kushner um and then they would give director to someone like you said with kind of more flair um but it is interesting kind of where we're at uh you know Todd Field is still very much in the race if not like locked in the top three um and then you've got just a whole bunch of I mean like that's the thing. I personally am not ready to give up on the international first time director, which all year I thought was going to be Park. And now I'm kind of leaning towards SS Rajamouli uh, being in my number five spot. But it's like when you start doing that, who's going to be the one to miss? Is, this gonna, is it going to be Sarah Polly? Is it going to be, you know, Todd Field potentially? Is it going to be Spielberg? Is it going to be like, who's going to be the one to miss so that you know ss rajamouli and triple r can get into the um, best director race um I think, I think james cameron's also like really fighting for the top five like he he i think he's probably going to get nominated for dga like pretty easily oh totally and yeah yeah it's it's a matter of if the oscars do like some villeneuve dune Nolan Inception, Peter Jackson for Lord of the Rings two type of snub because I I don't I think he's also above Sarah Polly like with women talking seeming like you know when I rank that in my best picture race I have it at like number like eight or nine now which is sad but I think mm-hmm. I I don't I don't see her quite making director anymore I mean the Oscars could save her but again I think you're you're right if she if she gets DGA, Robin, Robin then like Lee. if she if if Polly gets DGA, then like I'm wiping all the sweat from my head. Like that yeah, that well, that's I, a, I thought yeah. that would be a good grab because I I always thought she could get like Globe and Critics Choice and and then miss DGA, but she didn't even get Globes. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know where I was going with this. Oh yeah, Cameron's <laughs> like I I right now I I have like the Oscars maybe snubbing Cameron. And it will be surprising because he's going to seem like he's really in there. But Raja Mooley, like, might be taking off, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there a scenario where the Academy just snubs McDonough again? Yeah, I think so. Is That's not the most like directed a, thing in the world. Like, I, I, I was hearing, like, some people could be thinking of him as, like, an Aaron Sorkin where he's writer first, director second type of thing. Um and so I guess I could see a McDonough miss. I just, my thing is like, if 
Banshees ends up being like every above the line category. Will it, you know, will it miss on that point? Fair enough. Um, I think he he's being taken seriously as a director even more this this time around than yeah. the three billboards and and so everybody likes banshees a lot like and it's i think it's even more like for the um the i guess critic ear or like snobbier taste than three billboards was which was getting like its share of criticism in like i in i don't know that kind of world but McDonough, mm-hmm. like nobody is slandering this man's name this time around. Like I, I think he's, I think he'll get director this time. And well, I, I do too. I just want to throw out the possibility. But it's, po- yeah. it's possible. Um, and then moving on to picture. So for right now, everything, everywhere, all at once leads with eight wins. The Banshees of Inisherin has four. Tar has two. Um, After Sun has one. Triangle of Sadness one. Con. Um, all the beauty and the bloodshed won Venice, Fableman's won Tiff, um, Return to Soul won Boston, and Top Gun Maverick was the NBR uh, Best Picture winner. Um, I'll go with Manda. What do you think about how the critics have chosen um, Best Picture so far? I think, like, I agree with everything, everywhere, all at once. It was so different. As much as, like, I didn't love it as much as everyone else. Um, I do think that it's, like, the most unique film to come out this year, and it would be awesome if it won Best Picture. Um, so I do think that the Fablemans is going to do the switch with the bigger um, award shows. I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling that it's going to do that because of Spielberg. Um, and has been getting a lot of love, too. Uh, I think it's going to come back up and like pop out of nowhere. Uh, but I do love Banshees and I do think that it being like a close second, as you said, I think um, it's going to be between Banshees um, and everything everywhere all at once. And then if anything happens with the Fablemans, it'll kind of overtake that and overpower it. Um, I don't know. For me with Spielberg, I think that they love him so much. And I do think that a lot of people love the Fablemans. I've been surprised with like, obviously the other um, uh, awards that it's got nominated like multiple times, maybe because I just didn't like it as much as other people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to see Banshees up there. I do love that movie. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Anyone else? Anything with the best picture race so far? Uh, I mean, I've been saying it all year that Fablemans might just pull up Belfast or an, Irish, or an Irishman where, like, it peaks early and then, mm-hmm. like, is lucky to win one thing. But, and, you know, honestly, again, Critic Wars were always going to be a little, you know, a little stricter towards Fablemans. Mm-hmm. But I think with how well Banshees and everything ever wants to doing and how that's even translating to, the, like, the industry stuff, I think it's kind of showing that I, you know, it, that, that, that might be the, the course of that, uh, that film was going down it is it is interesting though because while it's not winning in a lot of places you know you'll watch these critics groups have zero fablemans in any category and then leading up to uh their top 10 or their runner-ups and it's like in the top three of like all the top tens and it really um it really feels weird because it's like okay well we don't think it's 
the best in any of these specific categories, but we still think it's like a top three movie of the year, which makes me think it will hang around for at least a little while. Um, but is there any other uh, critic like below the line that you guys would want to talk about real quick that has been surprising so far? Yes. Yeah, I, I got I'm one. wondering if it's going to be what it is. What it, What are you going to say? Top Gun steamrolling cinematography. Yep. It what? has 10 wins right now. Um, and including like NBR and um, New York and all of those like big categories. I'm, I'm shocked at that. I'm shocked that it's doing as well as it is, like even with the critics. Like that's, that's very interesting. And uh, honestly, like it, it start, it's adding up the more I think about it. It's like, you know, so, yeah. Maybe I, I had I had for a while uh, Banshees as my one, but I'm like slowly starting to move Top Gun up there just for the fact of like people are really going to bat for it. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah. Anyone else got anything before we move on? Um, I know if Nicole were here, she would also be with me on this, but um. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense, but I'm just kind of sad to see the lack um, of recognition that All Quiet is getting because, I mean, I have it quite high in my international, but like, gosh, I rewatched it again recently and just like, I mean, from performances to directing to, it's just absolutely incredible. And I'm not seeing a whole lot of discourse about it. And I was wondering your guys' opinion on that. I think... try. Honestly, yeah. like they they've sent me like giant boxes for like glass onion and white and white noise. And yeah, I, I got, why like, a white Bardo screener, and I haven't even gotten an all quiet screener. Like they just me neither. Yeah, they just abandoned that movie almost. Don't know why. I think I think it's more surprising the Bardo because I think everyone was always like, well, sure. you know, whenever it comes down to it, this is going to be like an industry critical player but then it's been missing industry nominations doesn't have any critic wins, which at least like all quiet has like one critic win and like, you know, best adapted screenplay to MBR and, you know, visual effects and like all these like other like things, but it's like Bardo has been like completely taken out of the competition. Basically. That's not, that's not really shocking, honestly, that Bardo's getting Shanghai. You know what I mean? Like it's like, you know, a movie that critics don't like for the most part and audiences are probably going to be confused by you know so it's not yeah. that like mind-blowing that bardo is not doing well i think it's weird that like that and all quiet are being like totally shut out like even like in text like cinematography like are you joking yeah. like, those two i know should be, like i'm like Ow. i i thought like i don't know i feel like maybe something can happen where they start seeming like they're possible leading up to the Oscars, but I don't know. People are, like, not going out for those two, and they would be, like, deserving winners. And then and and it's... it's just Top Gun, which is so weird. Like, even the, <laughs> the most, like, highbrow like, critics groups are, like, Top Gun cinematography. It's, it's I don't, it's weird, because, like, nobody was, nobody told me this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you can clearly tell, like, Netflix is putting all of their money behind Glass Onion and Pinocchio. And will Pinocchio pan out? I don't know at this point, but 
I know it is, it's at least somewhat working with Glass Onion. Um, and getting away from the critics groups and moving on to the industry awards. First up, we've got Golden Globes, um, which I'll just run through the drama, then the comedy, and then the, the rest. And we can talk about some snubs, some things that we're surprised about. Um, for Best Picture Drama, we have The Fablemans, Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, Tar, and Avatar The Way of Water. For Best Actor Drama, we've got Austin Butler for Elvis, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Hugh Jackman for The Sun, Bill Nye for Living, and Jeremy Pope for The Inspection. And Best Actress Drama, we have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light, Viola Davis for The Woman King, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and they only had four nominees in Best Actress, so... No, nobody they else also had on a on a day armist. No, nope, no, uh, for blonde. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess for me the biggest surprise was on a day armist for blonde. Um, I I guess that was something I always thought could happen, but it seemed like that movie kind of came and went very quickly, um, and I didn't. It's it's weird seeing Daniel Dudweiler miss here, um, especially for On a Day Armist. But yeah, that one was one where I saw it and I was very surprised um, about seeing it. I mean, Dharma's getting in here isn't shocking. It's her getting in over Danielle Dudweiler. That's yeah. Like if she yeah. got in over like Olivia Coleman, I'd be like, yeah, that adds up. Like Danielle, De- not not an insult to Coleman, just like you know. Empire, who gives a fuck about Empire Lights? Uh, like <laughs> him getting in her, her getting in over Danielle Deadwater. That's just like, even if I like her performance, but like, how, how do you think she's better than Deadwiler? I, I think they, yeah. I, I, I think they couldn't have seen it. I think there's no way you see the movie and you don't like, yeah, think that, yeah, which in which and to like, an extent, I kind of get. I I've always it makes sense that there could be a problem with people being like, that sounds like it is going to be very sad and rough to watch and not watching it which i don't i mean maybe that's the case mm-hmm. like because i literally just don't believe that you could watch daniel deadweiler and not think she's like one of the best three best performances at minimum that you've seen of the year i think that's totally enough and i've said it since like since the beginning i said like if you, if they see it you can't she can't miss but at the same time you know i the movie itself, I think it's more digestible, like, than obviously it's hard watch, but like it's more digestible than you would think. But like, that's a tall ask for someone to like watch a movie about, you know, a 12 year old that got lynched. You know what I mean? Like, that's a tall <laughs> ask of someone. And to an so to that degree, I kind of understand why it wasn't seen, even if I think it's like they should have seen it. But like, that had, like, I can't think of any other explanation besides that, you know? Um, Whereas and, it's more, it's easier to be like, oh, let's watch the movie about Marilyn Monroe, even though that's like potentially more like devastating. You know what I mean? They, like, they didn't. No one knew what they were getting into when they turned oh, that on. No way. Um, another movie where clearly nobody saw it, and that's because I think the studio doesn't want people to see it. Um, Naomi Aki, I think, is probably done. Um. I think that this was her only real shot to try to like make a name for herself in the race and nobody is seeing uh, the Whitney Houston movie. I don't even remember what it's called right now, 
Um, Whitney Houston movie. Whitney Houston. <laughs> I want to dance with somebody. Yes. Whitney. Didn't they add Whitney Houston to the front of the title? I thought I saw a tweet that said yeah, they, they added it. Like they did with Live, Die, Repeat. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think her missing kind of ends that whole dynamic of getting her in. But um, on the reverse, I think who knows who they're going to go with. But, and I'm not saying that Brendan Fraser skipping is anything bad. I completely understand. I'm very happy that he is skipping and everything. But I do think that if Austin Butler wins and is up there to give a speech, that could be very helpful for him. Um, and with Elvis making it into Best Picture Drama, and then we'll talk about it later with Baz making it into Director, it seems more and more likely that Austin Butler is going to win um, this Best Actor Award. And I mean, uh, you're out of your mind. You think I'm giving up on Brendan, but also I'm, I'm no, sorry. yeah. I'm also shaking in my boots a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's... I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware of the threat that that guy poses, but I'm still, I'm still like thinking that that Brendan has enough support. You know what I mean? Like, you think he's gonna win the Globe though? They could give it to him. I mean, Gary Oldman was the only nomination for Darkest Hour. He still won. Like, yeah. it's happened. It's not like it's, it's not like predicting yeah. Fraser is an is an obscene idea. And I'm, but I'm also aware that I'm kind of just holding on to dear life. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel with, like with a lot of these, but also I can acknowledge uh, that if Fraser loses Globes, it's not like doomsday for him or anything like crazy like that. I just I think with a lot of these like sole best actor wins, it's always been like this is for a body of work, and of course, like we all know why Brendan Fraser didn't like got blacklisted and everything like that. Yeah, but this is the narrative doesn't work as much for best actor as it does for, you know, best supporting actor and um, having like the comeback narrative is great for a nomination, but I think we're starting to see it fizzle out for a win. Well, I mean, the performance itself also speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Like that's what I keep on going back to like, yeah, he has a narrative, but he also has a performance. And that's why, um, you know, that's why I think, and I moved, Colin Farrell up to number one is because I think Colin Farrell does have the best actor culmination of a career long mm. body of work. The Gary Oldman, the um, Jeff Bridges, the Leonardo DiCaprio, the Walking Phoenix, like those kind of like, and I know he hasn't been nominated before, but he still has been in countless, you know, high profile movies. Even this year, he's in four um and so i think that that's where that comes into play that he has the correct narrative for best actor um and yeah which i'll actually move on to unless people have anything to say about best picture drama but i feel like that was a very like easy five uh well i didn't predict yeah women talking missing oh that's true yeah i guess i wasn't thinking avatar the way of water and that's where women talking kind of like, I think I'm pretty sure I predicted the other four, but Avatar getting in was surprising, um, especially over women talking, which, yeah, shocking. Uh, anyone have anything else on Best Picture Drama? 
I have. I, is it just going to be the Fablemans or is something going to surprise us? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm confused. It could be the way of water. It could be the way of the water. I feel like the only yeah. one that I don't think it's going to win is Top Gun because, like, what's going to win? Song? Oh, or, I was like, going to say the only thing I didn't think would win was Tar. Well, Tar um, win actress, at least. Like, Yeah. Oh, no, I meant, like, win Best Picture. Like, I feel yeah, like they I'm could give it to that. Top Gun. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, it has, like, a combo, whereas, I don't know, yeah. Top Gun winning Song and Picture feels off to me. You don't really need a combo to win Golden Globe, but it's it's a little concerning how few nominations Top Gun has. Yeah, but, but like, Tom Top Gun Cruise feels is. like like I don't know if Tom Cruise missing impacts the movie because I don't think I mean in a way like it looked like he was gonna go along for it, but I don't think you have to think he's best actor worthy to think yeah. the movie's like the best. So I think there's still a shot there. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Like I remember, a Star Is Born felt so easy for the Golden Globes, and then it mm-hmm. lost to Bohemian Rhapsody. So even Elvis could maybe win, but I don't know if that's quite the same. Like, don't don't speak that into level. existence, dude. <laughs> um, moving on to comedy musical, uh, for Best Picture, we had Babylon, The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. For Best Actor, we had Diego Calva for Babylon, Daniel Craig for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Adam Driver for White Noise, Colin Farrell for The Benches of Inishirin, um, and then Adriano's favorite, Ray Fiennes, for The Menu, uh, and then Adriano's other favorite for Best Actress, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu, uh, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, yeah. Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Leslie Manville for Miss Harris Goes to Paris, and Margot Robbie for Babylon. Um, I'll start with Adriano. Anything about these three that you want to talk about real quick? Any snubs? Mm, I think Sandler missing kind of puts an end to that. Um, uh, I, I mean, actor is going to go to Colin Farrell in a heartbeat. Um I think Michelle Yeoh is going to run away with actors. Like maybe Robbie gives her a run, but like it'll probably just be Yeoh, like pretty simply. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I mean, Banshees and Everything Ever All Once were the, the nomination leaders. Like everything Ever All Once did better than Fableman's. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so, like, whenever I, like, when I'm hearing people go, like, oh, Banshee's going to win easy, I'm like, Everything Ever All Once also kind of maxed out on nominations. Like, yeah. Uh, Banshees did have the most since uh, Banshees had the Mountain. most. Um, but yeah, it is, it is like, it's a testament that both of them kind of were the quote unquote leaders and they both have to go against each other in comedy musical. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think it's going to be, I think both of them are winning at least because I think unless they, I mean, okay, they could go with Spielberg, but like, um, I feel like maybe Daniels wins director here and then maybe Banshees wins screenplay. Like it could be like a, and then, you know, Everything you ever wants probably going to be a supporting actor, Carrie Condon, supporting actress. It's going to be a pretty big race between those two. I, I, it really hit me with like an epiphany that the Oscar season might literally just wind up being everything ever all once versus the Banshees of Inishman. Like it really just like it, like it hit me. I'm like when those nominations come out, I'm like, oh, because I don't know why for some reason the Fablemans just keeps on slipping for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else for comedy musical? Um. Well, like, kind of going off the general comment about, like, like I think, yeah, Everything Everywhere and Banshees are both going to win, like, at least two Golden Globes, I think. And 
it's going to be interesting to see how they split. I don't know if I don't know if Carrie Condon is going to take supporting actress or not. Um, they could like go with Angela Bassett. They could go with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like they could do some crazy shit in supporting actress. Uh, I think director could go to like Cameron or Spielberg. Um, and I I really can't say what I think is winning uh comedy musical picture because I think Banshees is going to win screenplay. It's and then and then the lead acting comedy categories will be divided between those two movies too. It's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which getting into those kind of supporting and other nominations, uh, supporting actor. I'll just go through these four: Brendan Gleeson, Barry Keegan for Banshees of Inisherin, Brad Pitt for Babylon, um, Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse, Kia Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Supporting actress: We had Angela Bassett, Carrie Condon. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dolly DeLeon, Carrie Mulligan for Best Director. We had James Cameron, The Daniels, Baz Luhrmann, Martin McDonough, Steven Spielberg. And for Screenplay, we had Tar, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Banshees of Inishirin, Women Talking, and The Fablemans. I think the biggest surprise here is Women Talking made one of those four lists when I think everyone probably had it in all of those four lists. Um the I, I had it out of supporting actor here. Yeah. Um, which I think that was the easiest one to like remove it from. Mm-hmm. But I think I was shocked when I didn't see it in supporting actors. I was even more shocked when I didn't see it in director. Um and I think this is where everyone kind of started to back off on women talking a little bit. Um, is there anything else other than women talking that surprised you, Anna? Um, that I, I've been kind of focused on women talking because it's slightly upsetting to me. I have been rooting for it since, since TIFF. Um, and I just think everything about it is phenomenal. Minus the color grading. Okay. Don't, don't confuse me on that. Um, women talking for me, honestly, is the biggest main one. Um, I just think it's it's so surprising. And I know that like with predictions and stuff um, and supporting actress and director uh, and screenplay, it's it was at the top of like so many people's lists and mine. And now it's just been absolutely dropping. Um, and I wonder if it's it's just going to drop out completely. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's my biggest upset personally. Yeah. I will say supporting actress in general was pretty nuts. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, like I, I think none of the people kind of clocked that Carrie Mulligan got in like on her own. Like, I don't think enough yeah. people yeah. clocked that. And also, Dolly DeLeon, that's an awesome nomination, gotta say. Um, but yeah, that's just an odd category where like the only one that like, only one that like made sense that like she was there were like Carrie Condon and like Jamie Lee Curtis, where it's like. Like, I mean, Bassett makes sense, but I, don't, I think most of us are like, oh, yeah, they could do it, but like, I don't think they're actually going to. And now she's like my number two in my lineup. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, that category is bonkers to me, other than the fact yeah. that I think Condon's going to take it. That's actually like no. my favorite category, to be honest, just because of how awesome. I don't know why. It's just it's so like awesome. <laughs> to me, what surprised me the most was like, I love Barry Keegan and Banshees, but also like, 
wears marker eyelines for bones and all in every single like I'm just so upset I literally I'm made so- notes for this I'm like where's marker eyelines where's marker eyelines like the that was whole me time la- that was me last year as well I yeah. couldn't believe it but yeah the, the supporting actor group I was just like mm, did you have to put Barry but yeah um, I mean, I don't know why Brad Pitt's there. Like, also true. <laughs> he's good in the movie, like he is good, but like, uh, did you have to nominate that? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. They did. They did their. Uh, they did their two bad ones. Um, but yeah, I just I think it's surprising. None of the Fablemans got in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mark Rylance didn't get in. Uh, I thought, if anything, at least, you know, at least one of Paul Dano or Judd Hirsch would get in. Um, Mm -hmm. And them missing was very telling and is why I don't think the Fablemans will win picture um, at the Globes. It's Um, a small thing, but it's like a big thing at the same time, you know? You also, you know, for how much they loved Elvis, they didn't nominate Tom Hanks in supporting actor. Thank God. Sorry. That's not really shocking (laughs) to me, even the people who love that movie. Like, I I remember, like, texting my mom when she saw that. I'm like, oh, I loved Elvis, but that was the worst performance Tom Hanks has ever given. Like, Well, I just just think given, like, given the nominations for um, Jared Leto for doing, like, the same thing Tom Hanks is doing, you're like, oh, well. He wasn't nominated. Jared Leto wasn't nominated for House Gucci here. Well, yeah, but he was nominated for um, that other movie, The, the Little, Little Things. things. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Eddie Redmayne. Um, kinda... Yeah, yeah. That, that's correct. That's so true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just Angela Bassett becoming an actual thing is shocking. I I, I think she's going to get the SAG nom because um, I think SAG does like Black Panther. I mean, clearly they mm-hmm. did last time. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis saying, I want the nomination and picking up nominations is that just mind-blowing for me <laughs> it just worked i just i remember that like i got on twitter one day and everyone was like oh jamie curtis said she like wanted a nomination now everyone's like yeah let's do it and like what <laughs> um i mean cool but like for that performance yeah <laughs> I say, I say over sue it doesn't make sue sense mind-boggling yeah. to me they, they could yeah. i think they could both maybe get in I think with Maybe. I think with women talking like slowly fading yeah. and if women talking only gets like one supporting actress nomination in then everything everywhere can take you know two of the nominations it's it's so it's just a lot now that you know Michelle Williams is out of this category it seems like it's the most wide open category in the entire race mm-hmm. um but yeah does anyone else have anything on the Golden Globes before we move on? Uh, I think I said this earlier, but I'm, uh, just in case, might as well repeat it. Uh, I think women talking, getting that screenplay nom, kind of stopped me from being scared of a picture snub. You know yeah, I mean? like, yeah. like That director snub is definitely not good, but I think you know, it getting screenplay mm-hmm. shows that like, all right, it's still strong and there's no reason to think it's in any danger. Um, Moving on to... Uh, H, I'll do HCA first. Um, there were a lot of nominees. Anna, I know you're part of HCA. Cole, are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, there are a lot of nominees, so I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, but I will say the best picture was Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Triple R, 
Tar, The Banshees of Inishirin, Fablemans, Woman King, Top Gun Maverick, and Woman Talking. Um, if you guys, I have it pulled up. If you need anything for the for the rest of them, is there anything you guys know off the top of your head that you found surprising? Um, I guess for me, Tom Cruise actually picking up an acting nomination for Top Gun Maverick is like kind of like almost thrusts him into the race that he's not even trying to be a part of. Um, but yeah, uh, which for me, because it's it's one of those things where everyone is saying, you know, there's not going to be all first time nominees. Um, I right now, I just don't think Hugh Jackman is going to be in. Um, so, so I'm starting <laughs> to really think that Tom Cruise could just like, you know, consistent, like a former nominee his way into like the top five um, for a movie that I feel like a lot of people are going to have in their like top five of the end of the year. Um, but anything else that you guys found interesting with the uh, above the line nominations? I, I do want to like quickly just to that thing you said about like, oh, it's not going to be all first time nominees. I, I will say, like, if our only options are truly Tom Cruise and Hugh Jackman and, like, maybe Ray Fiennes, I don't think a lineup of first-time nominees is, like, that bonkers. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah, those are your options, like... Are we talking about Paul Mescal? Because oh. I honestly don't think... I mean, he, he will probably have BAFTA and Critics' Choice at the end of the day, and that's pretty good. But I uh, one thing generally that I'm generally disappointed on is like where's after sun in lineups of 10 at mm-hmm. critics groups I'm not I, like, oh yeah no, yeah yeah i think that i think that's telling that like because I've, I've always been like very much like yeah, i don't think after sun's gonna try and touch anything but i think the fact that it's been so far relegated to like just debut an actor like that's kind of telling of what of where this is going for after well, sun. It's, it's weird that like critics groups sometimes yeah. don't reflect the opinions of like film critics which is the thing mm-hmm. that kind of confuses me every year but yeah. like it was a thing i expected um because it happened last year with like some of my movies that i really liked like come on come on and worst person in the world being highly acclaimed but like really mm-hmm. left out of award season yeah. i don't know what it is but like i don't know like why like y- you have 10 and, and 10 director no nominees too at hearing critics choice and not being able to fit charlotte wells and you also could, you, charlotte yeah. wells getting more screenplay than director i don't understand that yeah what's that about it, it feels like it feels like one of those things where they she i mean she's going to steamroll and win every best debut director she's going to win the dga for debut director um it feels like one of those things where it's like we still want to highlight this movie and her as a writer director so we'll give her the screenplay and then let director go to other people um just because i mean original screenplay is a little bit more wide open um in the fact of like you know there's a top three but then after that um you know for hca the menu was nominated and then for cca after some was nominated um so it just feels like one of those things where they're trying to highlight the movie, but not highlight the direction of the movie. Because it's also been, I mean, it's been picking up a lot of editing 
uh, wins as well. Um, and it's been getting some, you know, smaller stuff here and there. It's like, it's like barely hanging on throughout the season. And I don't know if it will like follow through, but it has been doing at least like better than anticipated, I think. Um, and then you guys can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I think that this best director 10 might just be our like 10 for right now of Baz Luhrmann, Daniels, Gina Prince-Bythewood, James Cameron, Mark McDonough, Park Chan-wook, S.S. Rajamuli, Sarah Pauly, Steven Spielberg, and Todd Field. Of course, not in that order, but do you think there's anyone else that needs to be like put into the director 10, 5, whatever? Unless Kaczynski gets GGA, then yeah. he would be. Uh, I mean, maybe that's our 10, but I, I don't buy Gina Prince-Bythewood for even a millisecond. Park Chan-wook, I think, for, for the Oscar at least, is probably a, a little bit more likely than some of these people, but that movie has not been even sweeping international awards or anything like that, so I don't think that's going to happen. I, I am curious, because RRR is kind of steamrolling uh, international in a way, but like it can't win the Oscar, so mm-hmm. I'm actually a little interested in what's going to win that at uh, the Oscar. Like Probably Decision League, maybe all quiet. I don't know. It's one of those things where are people going to and not saying decision to leave is a default i mean it's in my top five of the year but like are they going to default to you know park chan wook and decision to leave um or are they going to go with something like eo or are they going to go with all quiet or anything like that um because yeah it's it's weird because a lot of those critics groups will have rrr or eo or something like that when international and then put decision to leave in their top five for the uh for like the year um and i think park chan wook's been picking up more director nominations over the past like week or so than he was at the beginning um so it is interesting like what where are we going to go with decision to leave is it going to be the natural i guess quote unquote number two behind rr right now um or is there something else that's going to like overtake it um in the end anything else do you have any ideas or thoughts about how you guys voted for um voted for hca that didn't pan out or did pan out or anything like that um it was nice to see cha-cha in in the oh i i helped that happen because they put me on the uh shortlist committee for indie good i put it at number oh my god on my list amazing good that made me very happy yeah i i was gonna say because like that movie i watched it again and and i think it's like really great and people were like weirdly hard on it because it got put on like this pedestal very quickly but Mm -hmm. like that's like a great just like wholesome nice good comfort movie that's like I don't know, like, I, I don't understand why people would be, like, hostile towards it. Like, I really like that movie. Yeah, well, and right, I remember around Sundance, like, it was, it was huge. Like, people were losing their minds over it. And then, I mean, that was almost a year ago. Uh, it mm-hmm. just fizzled out, and I have heard nothing about it in what seems like so long. So I was really happy to see it um, pop up in HCA. Um, I guess another thing for me that 
it's been showing up more and more is Guillermo del Toro and Patrick McHale for screenplay, um, which I know it didn't get the CCA nomination um, in adapted screenplay, but I think it is cementing itself as one of the top like six or seven when it comes to adapted screenplay. Um, and I know that, you know, Pinocchio is not getting a lot of best picture nominations and stuff like that, but I still think if it does get, you know, adapted screenplay. And then of course, like if it does get animated feature and then maybe like if they can have a good bake off for production design, um, I still think, I don't think it's completely out of the best picture race. I think it's lower down on the list, but picking up adapted screenplay nominations, I think is really beneficial for, um, for the movie as a whole. Uh, on that note, I also think it's very telling that the whale keeps picking up screenplay nominations like consistently. Yeah. Um, and that, that's that actually, I, I look at stuff like that and go, "It's not dead in picture yet." You know, I look at that can, and go, uh, like there it is. That's can, the life. That's the extra life. Cold, get that can, smile um, off your face. I, I think I again, it needs, it needs box office and people and like audience on its side. And it's not impossible, but we it's yeah. it's very unknown. I think yeah, but I don't wait, you actually have it in picture still. I think I took it out momentarily, just you know, just so I can not get my hopes up. Momentarily, okay. <laughs> we could actually move on from uh HCA to CCA, which the whale did pick up both screenplay nominations in both of those. Um and we can now talk about CCA and any kind of surprises, snubs, um, shocks from any of those. I'll let Adriano start. Sorry, uh, sorry, what? <laughs> CCA. Oh, uh, well, the top, the picture, 11. Well, I, yeah. I, was 11. Um, I mean, not a lot of, I think Glass Onion might have been the most surprising for me. I didn't think they were actually going to do that. Um. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Like, they've never gone 10 for 10, and I think it's pretty obvious who the two... To me, it's clear who the two scapegoats are. But I think RRR, you know, performing the way it is, I, I'm still I'm still not buying it completely. But I think it's definitely, at the very least, it is cause to take it seriously. Yeah, um, I agree. And, you know, in Best Actor, Bill Nye got in, Paul Mescal got in for both. HCA and CCA. Tom Cruise got in for both HCA and CCA. Um, so it's interesting to see, you know, like we talked about with HCA, like which one of those will be the critic and which one will actually like make it through. Um, you know, you've got Best Supporting Actor. Both of the Fablemans guys got in. Both of the Banshees guys got in. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, Angela Bassett, keeps getting nominations. So, um Buckley. Yeah, Jesse Buckley picked up A Woman Talking, which yeah. um, surprisingly hasn't been happening all that much. Um, and Deadweiler also, I was I was happy to see. Thank God. God. <laughs> uh, and then in this Director 10, I think we had one difference. Damon Chazelle made it in. Um, which I think he's kind of lower at least on my list when it comes to director 
but oh, I guess okay. you can't like you can't completely knock him out of it just yet, depending on how what people think about Babylon and all that. Um, but yeah, does anyone have anything about CCA that they want to talk about um, and mention real quick? Uh, and yeah, I think Angela mm-hmm. Bass might have. Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm going to go first. No, it's okay. I I agree with that. Can you can continue? Yeah. Uh, I think Angela Bassett might have like it, it kind of like secured a spot for me, in my opinion. Like I think like Golden Globes, like that happening, it kind of like I think all of us kind of went, yeah, that adds up for them. I think like the fact that she got there, so she's probably gonna get SAG. That's like very, that's like really making me go, oh, I think she might just happen. Like, because mm-hmm. honestly, you take the Marvel away from that movie and that performance, none of us would be questioning her for even a millisecond. So I, I'm I'm really thinking that like Angela Bassett, she's just going to go all the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I wonder with Angela Bassett, though, is how far will Black Panther go? Because like, will it get in in score and production design or will she be like, will it be visual effects and Angela Bassett only? Um I don't think it's getting in a picture, but it does it does make me think of where, you know, where is Black Panther going to ultimately go? Is it going to go through Angela Bassett or is it solely just going to be Angela Bassett? Um, but moving on from the CCA. Cool, you were muted. Oh. Uh, I just said. I just said. I think it'll have song and costumes at a minimum, maybe mm-hmm. production design, maybe visual effects. But I, yeah. think it's one of those things where I don't think they're going to nominate it like really heavily. But I think Angela Bassett ha- is having her way of like kind of standing out from the movie, and just like standing on her career, and that's really what's getting her in. Yeah. Um. And moving on from CCA, going to the just full checkpoint of where we're at, um, I'll start with Amanda. What's been kind of the biggest surprise so far from this entire award season? I honestly am so happy that Everything Everywhere All at Once has been getting even more love than I had anticipated. Um that's the one thing that I'm just like constantly surprised with this entire season. Just maybe because I didn't love it as much as other people, as I said before. Um, I'm I'm loving the Top Gun love. I wanted Top Gun to get nominated. Uh, hopefully it does get picture and all of that. Uh, so I always think that these blockbusters, maybe like they won't get in, but seeing Top Gun Maverick uh, being there is awesome. I didn't really like Avatar, so I'm going to be against it the entire uh, award season. I'm really happy that Baz Luhrmann um, is getting in and getting recognized as well. Um, Elvis was a bit of a surprise with all the noms too for me, but I'm I'm happy about uh, him getting the recognition. So those are a couple of surprises for me. Uh, Adriana, what about you? Uh, I think what's shocking me is both things that I think I might have been ignoring the signs of, and that is how strong Elvis is and how weak women mm-hmm. talking is. I think it's like two things that I maybe maybe I was ignoring the signs. I just didn't want either of those things to happen. But like, you know, Baz Luhrmann showing up at all three of the uh, awards that we talked about is I mean, granted, HCA and CCA had 10 nominations. So, you know, 
that's a little different, but like the fact that he's shown up, like like that it's doing as strong as it is, is something. And just to like, man, Claire Foy missed all three of the things we talked about. Like that is so bonkers to me. I thought she would be if only it only got one, it would just be her. But no, like that's yeah. Of the three, Jesse Buckley got CCA, and that was it for like all of women talking. That's actually hurting my brain a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know how. I'm gonna know what to do with with women talking in actors. Like, like, am I waiting for them to get sag? Like, I think the fact that Jesse Buckley has Critics' Choice, like, she could maybe surprise even if she gets like snubbed everywhere else. But that's like they're they're just they're both dangerous to predict. Mm-hmm. I think Wishaw's out. Like, I think Ben Wishaw's just I out. I know. I don't like it though. Yeah, he's my five, but like, I mean, I don't know if it will actually formulate, but Brian Tyree Henry's right there, like, just waiting yeah. in the wings for for one of these, like, SAG or to get one of these, like, industry wins and, like, really propel him into a top five position. Um, and then, of course, you've got Judd Hirsch. Um, I don't think Brad Pitt is going to get a nomination ultimately, and I really hope yeah. he doesn't. Um, but I mean, he's still there and it's, it just makes me think like Ben Wishaw is not as, as safe as I once thought he was whenever I thought, you know, woman talking was a top three for best picture. Um, Anna, any surprises? Wait, no, I think think there's going to be like a lot of like collateral damage to like women talking. And I think that Ben Wishaw always to me kind of didn't make a lot of sense as a nomination i think that's a very easy one to not nominate you know what i mean with this whole uh uh like kind of women talking dipping hard like like I'm, I'm even seeing it missing editing and that blow like how does it miss editing like you know so yeah i think wishaw is kind of an easy one to not nominate that's true um for me Wishaw, i guess yeah um no you're fine uh women talking of course um ben wishaw also because i remember amanda sitting next to you at that screen (laughs) and um i thought he would be a lock um i'm surprised of the shutout with she said i know it didn't do well um but it it still is just kind of mind-blowing to me um, but I'm also happily surprised with the love for everything everywhere. I don't know. I'm just really excited to see it do well and be praised. Like last year, personally, it was kind of just underwhelming to me. Yeah. It, it Hot take. But like this year is so exciting and there's so many amazing films. And to have something like everything everywhere be celebrated, like in 2022 like that's so cool it's so different and unique and amazing and um i don't know i think it's about time to to celebrate something wild and crazy like this and so it's making me really happy plus like how can you not love the entire cast and like the daniels and it's just it's just amazing so i'm really excited to uh follow it and see how it does uh and cole what about you for for like general yeah, just like the biggest surprise so far from like all of this season. Oh, um, 
I feel like RRR is really heating up. Um, I know it's like getting into like 11 in picture and 10 in director at Critics' Choice maybe isn't that much of a feat, but the fact that it keeps getting like even like little nominations everywhere, you know, beyond just international feature and song shows that, you know, groups are taking it seriously as a contender and the popularity of the movie didn't like go in vain, which is, you know, which is also true about Elvis. And I think in the future, I'll like if a movie becomes like a phenomenon, it it just like can't be discounted, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that might and 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 with with RRR, or if the woman king gets in, then you have like four like you're gonna have at least three action movies in Best Picture, probably four, and that's like I don't know if that's ever happened, but it's it's interesting that like you know the lineup at first always seems like it's going to be these like festival movies from like heavy hitting directors and you have some of those like Fablemans and Tar and Banshees but really you have like big you know crowd pleasing blockbusters that are like you know sometimes like even a little bit you know sometimes movies that are a little bit dumb are getting into best picture this year because they're just, people just think they're like fun. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a it's a pretty unique lineup, I think. It's weird when people are like, "Oh, this year's Oscar crop like sucks," and it's like, I mean, maybe like a couple of the movies are okay, but like overall, like there's like definitely good stuff in here, and like mm -hmm. the types of movies they're nominating are getting interesting. Like if RR and Everything Everywhere are like in this lineup, that's like, you know. And even Top Gun is like a, it's like weird. Which that that um, and I'll let you actually start, but going off with RRR, um, like you said, it's getting a lot of like not just like the big nominations or wins. It's right now leading with six international feature uh, wins, which I know it won't be nominated, but it's still they're still giving it the wins. Um, it's actually tied with. Babylon and the Batman for most score wins. Um, it has a cinematography win. It's, you know, it's picking up like a lot of critic wins in a lot of like different places. And I guess I just like, I wonder, I want to go around and like ask everyone, like, how far do you think Triple R actually can go? Do you think it's just like, do you think this is, you know, the big critic film and then it's going to be more? you know traditional when it comes to the industry or do you think it actually can like make its way all the way through i think i i have it like barely in best picture and, and i and i have it in best director too the fact that like new york and la gave it you know at least like you know top two in director was was important mm -hmm. um i think it can get visual effects and song without you know trying too hard and then I'm kind of curious if like, I, I think score should be going along with the movie, but we haven't seen that happen at like Critics' Choice or, you know, it, it got a couple of wins, but it's not like a nomination leader right now. So mm -hmm. I don't know if there's still room for it to build, but in general, I see RR as like still building and it's like kind of taking like, you know, certain steps and Drive My Car was building last year. Um in in a kind of a slow way 
but even that didn't make it into be- you know critics choice best picture so rr almost has is like ahead of where drive my car was last year i mean i guess drive my car won la and new york but i don't know it I also think, i I, oh. I see it i see i see things going well for it yeah well i was gonna say when it comes down to it i think this could i don't think this is gonna get like a SAG nomination, but it definitely could get a SAG stunts, um, which that category is going to be insane with this woman King, uh, black Panther, everything everywhere all at once, like with those and then probably avatar as well. Um, and so I, I have it barely in my five of director and 10 of picture, but I do think, like you said, I think it's like slowly building to a point where people are wanting to, you know, almost overcompensate for the lack of international feature um, and give it wins and nominations in other places. Adriano, do you have anything you want to say about Triple R? Um, I mean, I think it's done well enough where it's worth taking seriously. I still got some questions about it. Like, I want to see what BAFTA does with it. You know what I mean? Like, it... it I, I mean, it's getting song at this point. Or not, Nanu ain't missing song. Um, I, I think it'll probably get VFX. Like, it's a good combo. I also kind of wonder if if it was submitted for international, would would I be taking it seriously? That's something I'm asking myself a lot. But uh, you know, I, I you know, I still think it's just kind of not clicking with me just yet. That like an actual glance picture. I think SS Ranch really makes. I I can definitely buy into that, but. I'm not really buying into the picture that much. At least not yet. Amanda? Yeah, I don't know if I would say that it's going to be in Best Picture. I do think, like, as we've been saying, VFX, the song, 100%. I would love to see him get nominated for director. I think that'd be really awesome. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that it... It could miss too, which would be really sad if we don't see it in visual effects. But I do think that uh, it should be there and it could just end up getting song at the end of the day. Um, I don't know. I would love to see him like slide into that best director five. It would be awesome. Um, And Anna, I guess uh, I'll let you start. Do you have any final thoughts about all of this before we wrap it up? Final thoughts. Um. I will say SS Rajamouli has moved up in my uh, director predictions um, and hopes, which is which makes me happy. Um, I I will say I know everyone is very upset that um, India chose last film show over RRR, but I did see last film show a year ago at Tribeca, and I like did an interview with the director, and it it truly is like a really really good film and (laughs) maybe this is my little plug for last film show um but it's like uh india's the fablemans and and it's like uh i know we're all sick of love letters to cinema but it truly it's it's really sweet and it's a true story of the director's life as a little boy growing up uh i know this is not what you asked me no 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 well i was just saying like i've heard that like the last film show is like they're the Fablemans, and then RRR is like their Avengers Endgame, where it's like, yeah, the big yeah. blockbuster. And it, it almost like I think everyone thought it was a surprise because it had done so well. 
Um, but I think it makes more sense when actually you think about like what triple R is. And it's like, you know, if like we weren't submitting like Avengers Endgame as the US submission for another absolutely, you know, country. So it's like, why would they submit that? Um oh yeah. This. Yeah. So I I don't know. I would just love for people to give Last Film Show a chance. And um it really it was one of my favorites last year. Um the little the little actor um is amazing and Pandolin's direction is phenomenal and it's such a good story. And so yeah, I hope people aren't too upset uh with that choice and they still give it a chance and a watch and everything. Um Otherwise, I'm just really happy. Like, this is such an exciting race. It's so cool um, and fun and wild. And there's so many unpredictable things happening. But that's what makes it fun. Um, I'm loving the love for everything everywhere. And I'm just really excited. Yeah. Um, I guess, Cole, final thoughts? You're muted. Muted. Keep having to mute myself because people are like cheering about sports outside. Um, <laughs> the, the the other interesting thing is how many potentials there is for like double pairings in the supporting categories, which I think is mm-hmm. interesting. But I don't know. In general, I'm obviously rooting for everything everywhere. And I'm weary of predicting it for too many wins, but I'm feeling good. Um, Adriano, any final thoughts? Um, you know, I I think I I, I also, it's a little interesting that like at the beginning of the season we all thought like that the, all these critic wars are going to be like split between everything everywhere once and like Tar and Tar is certainly doing very well for itself, but like I think it's definitely telling how um how much better Banshee is doing like then I think we all kind of knew that Colin Farrell was going to steamroll. And that, like, it was going to win a couple screenplay awards. I think it's, like, how well it's doing is... I, it's it's hard for me to say shocking, but, like, definitely ca- catching me off guard a little bit. And Amanda, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, I'd say after going through everything, the films that we had thought would get nominated, it all kind of tracks... Um, I would love to see more love for The Woman King because I was obsessed with that film at at TIFF and it was just so good. That's the one thing that I forgot to add before. Um, But yeah, the lack of women talking, uh, I want that to be pushed more. And the lack of she said is just all female directors and it just, Mm -hmm. it upsets me. I think that's really telling for this season. That's the only thing that's bringing me down a bit. Um, But I, I hope Banshee's overperforms <laughs> um i think that'll be a lot of fun and i'm i'm rooting for colin farrell all the way uh this year um where can people find you online and where can they find your work yeah you guys can always follow me over at amx nda reviews on twitter instagram and letterbox you can check out my own website candidxcinema.com and my youtube channel candid cinema and Cole, where can people find you online and where can they find your work? They can they can find me at Twitter, at the Oscar expert. That's not the at, but if you, I think it'll come up anyway. Um, and then you can go on YouTube and look up the Oscar expert and I'll, I'll be there waiting for you to watch my video. 
Um, Adriano, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Caparuso. Um, and you can also find me on my YouTube channel at, uh, which is just my name, Adriano Caparuso. Figure out how to spell yourself, nerd. Uh, Anna, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at It's Aim Media and most other social media platforms. And I have a link tree in my bio, which makes it very easy to find me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at tberry57. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, was it Letterboxed? All of those places. Um, you can find the show online at Oscars underscore Central or at OscarsCentral.com where we have reviews, interviews, articles, all that kind of stuff coming out. Um, this was a great discussion and I'm glad we were able to come on and talk about kind of the race as a whole about a month before Oscar nominations are. Be on the lookout for a second episode coming out this week regarding woman talking. Um, and then until next time, that's the show. <laughs>